Shalom, and welcome to the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast, discovering the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith. And now, from beautiful Brandon, Florida, here are your hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera. Shalom, and welcome to the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast. We are late this week. We apologize. Normally, we put this out on Tuesdays. It is Thursday. This is Ryan Cabrera, your co-host, and I'm here in Studio A with Pastor Nick Plummer. Hey, Pastor Nick. Shalom, shalom, everyone. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. I'll tell you what, man. This is an exciting time to be alive. To be a Christian celebrating Hanukkah is the most exciting and joyous thing all winter long. I tell you what. And so we've got some exciting events planned, uh, three of them, actually, that I have for you here. Uh, The next Hanukkah service is on December 8th, which is this Saturday, the Shabbat, Uh, and this is themed Hanukkah with Hanok. We have our... From Modin. That's right. He's from Modin. The city where Mattathias and his five sons came from in the Hanukkah story. Hang on a second. So he is from the city where the Maccabees are from? Well, that's where he lives. Oh, he lives in the city of the Maccabees. He lives in Modin. Wow. That is pretty cool. Hanukkah with Hanok yeah. from Modin, Israel. You got to say it Moedin. Mo Moedin, you know, it's got that little like Modin. You say it like you're from Alabama. Um <laughs> so he's going to be preaching on Don't look at me like that. So he's going to be preaching on the light of the Maccabees, the light of the Maccabees. And so I think that he has an interesting perspective on it. The next night on December 9th, the party don't stop, as Pastor Russell would say. We have our new moon service, eighth night of Hanukkah, which is the eighth night of Hanukkah. I'll tell you what, uh, that's going to be a good night. We're going to party like it's the eighth night of Hanukkah and have some fun. And although Hanukkah will be over by the time the sun sets on December 10th, that is Monday night for our our Torah study, we will have uh, Hanuk with us again for our Monday night service. So very exciting stuff going on. Be there or be square. Uh, I believe... uh, I do believe we're live streaming on Saturday and Monday. For our guest speaker. I do believe we are live streaming on Saturday. Service, then on uh, Monday night with Hanok, our guest speaker. I do believe we will be live streaming that um, service. Very cool. So that's awesome. See, like, even if you're listening to this podcast and you don't live in our area, guess what? You too can be a part by live streaming it. And we live stream all over uh, social media and through our website directly at twopraise.net. And you can catch it there. Uh, also, you can give at our website if by clicking the donate tab, and we always appreciate. It. I mean, we appreciate likes, we appreciate comments, we appreciate sharing. All of that stuff is great, but we also appreciate that this is the season of giving, and we appreciate your gifts. Uh, it does help us get the message out and continue the mission of Beit Tehila, which is build a strong community and raise up the next generation. Raise up the next generation. Yeah, that's right. All uh, right, so I guess we'll just get into the uh, storyline here. It's a story of Joseph. Well, well hang on. Listen, like, it's Miketz. We're studying the Torah portion today. That's right. Miketz, which I took Miketz to... <laughs> anyway, Miketz and me dogs, right? It's the other. It's the it's the paired Torah portion, which is Miketz and me dogs. Anyways, it is Miketz. It means at the end. <laughs> and it's in Genesis chapter 41, verse 1, and it goes to chapter 44, and verse 17. Now you may get into the story of Joseph. All right, here we go. Just a little uh, plot line here for you as we look back a little bit on the story of Joseph. So we have, of course, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and now Joseph is going to be played out in the book of Genesis. Uh, Once again, we know that Joseph was the favorite son of Jacob. He let it be known to everyone, uh, especially to all of his sons, and he made him a special coat. And so with that coat uh, came some jealousy. 
and some rivalry there. And uh, he would tell on his brothers and different things, you know. And, of course, he was the favorite. And he loved, Jacob loved Joseph uh, more than all of his other children. That's a known fact. Maybe some of you are, are, are experiencing that today in your life or you experienced it in your home. Um, I have a younger brother. I didn't really experience that. I felt like my dad loved us both the same, uh, which is great, but sometimes it doesn't play out like that. Uh, favorites doesn't usually work out. But anyway, in this case, jealousy has him thrown into a pit. His brothers actually wanted to kill him. Uh, the animosity was so bad. That's pretty bad when your own siblings want to kill you. And, of course, uh, he was spared by one of his brothers. said, no, 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 uh, let's not kill him. And then, of course, uh, Judah... Let's throw him in a pit. Let's sell him. <laughs> so he ends up getting sold down into Egypt and everything. And, and, and uh, of course, he has favor and everything there. And then um, through, of course, Potiphar's wife, uh, who was the Egyptian military, I guess, uh, to Pharaoh, a uh, particular gentleman, uh, his wife was coming on to Joseph. And same thing with the uh, multi-colored uh, coat. Uh, that was taken back to the father to say that, oh, look, uh, is this your son's coat? And it, of course it is. had the uh, the blood of a goat on it, but Jacob didn't know, thought he lost his son forever. Uh, and that's how the story plays out with Jacob losing his son. And of course it's a lie. Uh, Joseph is alive and well, just like we are alive and well in the earth today, the house of Joseph. And so once again, uh, Potiphar's wife takes his coat and uh, accuses him of uh, you know, uh, foul play of sexual misconduct, and of course Joseph is innocent, but you know, uh, Potiphar could have actually uh, had Joseph killed, I'm sure, but I believe he sided with Joseph and just had him put in a dungeon. Yes, throw him in another pit. He, he goes into the dungeon, and by the way, if you ever studied dungeons in Egypt, they are underground and there's no light, and actually there's even a reference and a mention, and I don't have the address, Joseph had to wear shackles. So imagine that, in the dark wearing shackles in a dungeon. So he's there and everything, and then of course two people get thrown uh, into the dungeon with him, which is, of course, the, uh, the butler and the baker, or the cupbearer and the baker. And, of course, they have dreams, and Joseph interprets the dreams. This is the storyline. It's an incredible, incredible story. And, of course, he interprets the dreams for them. And, uh, of course, the baker did not like the interpretation of his dream because he was going to be hung. But the butler or the cupbearer would be spared. And so Joseph cries out, you know, to the butler or the cupbearer and says, hey, hey, you know, remember me, remember me. You know, a matter of fact, it says in, in, in Genesis chapter 40, verse 23, yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forgot him. So here we go. So here's, I love King James words like forget. Forget. So here we go. I mean, here we go. I mean, it's, so in Genesis chapter 41, verse 1, it says, And it came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh dreamed, and behold, he stood by the river. So once again, uh, it's a matter of, of time is of the essence. Uh, it actually says in the scriptures, at the set time, Yeshua came. Mm. So now that he interpreted these dreams... And the, of course, he knew that the butler or the cupbearer would be spared. The butler would be hung, because once again, you do not want to mess up a good pastry. Right. No, the baker got hung. Right. right. The baker. Yes. So the bottom line is that um, Joseph is like, hey, you know, I got a connection to the outside world. I got a connection outside this dungeon. Hey, please remember me. I did you a favor. You scratch my back, and I'll scratch yours. You know. So in this storyline, two years are going to pass. It seems weird two that the Pharaoh hung out with so years. many ex-felons. You know. I don't know, but Pharaoh seems like a tough cookie. I mean, yeah. he, you know, you save the cupbearer, which is understandable because he's going to drink the cup before you. Uh, you know, he has a, 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 a Nehemiah was a cupbearer in the Bible uh, who had favor, and of course he hung the baker. Um, 
So once again, this is where the storyline is going to play out. So I'm going to have uh, Ryan's going to read Genesis chapter 41, verses 8 through 16. So we get the little storyline going here. We love a good story. Uh, let's give it up for the house of Joseph. The house of Joseph. All right, here we go. Verse 8, it says, And it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled, and he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all the wise men thereof. And Pharaoh told them his dream, but there was none that could interpret them unto Pharaoh. Then spake the chief butler unto Pharaoh, saying, I do remember my faults this day. Pharaoh was wroth with his servants, and put me inward in the captain of the guard's house, both me and the chief baker. And we dreamed a dream in one night, I and he, we dreamed each man according to the interpretation of his dream, and there was there with us a young man, an Hebrew, servant to the captain of the guard, and we told him, and he interpreted to us our dreams. To each man according to his dream he did interpret. And it came to pass as he interpreted to us, so it was, me he restored unto mine office, and him he hanged. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon, and he shaved himself and changed his raiment, and came in unto Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret it. And I have heard say of thee that thou canst understand a dream to interpret it. And Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, It is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Awesome, awesome. I love this storyline, you know. And so, once again, all the magicians and all the wise men could not interpret his dream. And I guess they were honest. It's like all the king's horses and all the king's men. Oh, listen. I mean, think about it. So, he actually told them the dream. Now, listen. Imagine that, Ryan. This Pharaoh was serious. You know nobody's going to step up and give him some pizza dream. Oh, I'll give you the interpretation. You better have the right interpretation. Yeah, you better. Because this is Pharaoh who hung the baker. Right. So this guy has a reputation. So nobody's stepping up to get brownie points. Because whoever made the brownies got hung. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the I'm last guy thinking, that made brownies got so, hung. So think about this, Ryan. What kind of what kind of administration was this? I mean, Pharaoh Pharaoh seemed like he was he was a tough guy, you know. Um, and so, you know, uh, so Pharaoh has this dream. And so here's the cupbearer. He would be in the inner circle. He would be in the inner court, the, the chief butler, which is the cupbearer. And he goes, hey, you know what? I know a guy. When I was, when you threw me in the dungeon, uh, I had my dream and he interpreted it. So he's going to remember, he's going to remember uh, Joseph. Uh, and so with that, because of the, once again, life's about who you know, they brought Joseph to Pharaoh, that he, he shaved himself, and of course, changed his raiment. So wait, he clothing. got a, he changed his clothes. He got a new coat. He got a, it's a status change, Ryan. Wow. I'm telling you, you know, with a paradigm change comes a status change. So when you look at things differently, your status can change. Uh, I can't stress this enough to all of you that are grafted into the olive tree of Israel. I have to throw an identity. I have to because it's really my very being to make you understand who you are, who he is. But, you know, think about it, everyone. You know, when, you're, when your viewpoint changes, when your opinion changes to the truth of God's word and revelation, your status will change. Um, if we go back, and thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding me of this. If you go back to the story of even uh, Abraham and Hagar, she was elevated to wife status. Her status changed from being a handmaiden to a wife, Ryan. 
And so now she is, of course, elevated to wife status. And it's the same thing with Bilhah and Zilpah, the handmaidens, for Rachel and Leah. They were elevated to wife status, uh, these four mothers. So the two were the handmaidens, then, of course, Leah and Rachel. But this is so important for all of you to understand, because how do we get our status elevated? It's through your obedience. It's through revelation and obedience. So why do I share this? Because once again, they're going to change his raiment. You know, they stripped him of his coat, and now he's wearing dungeon apparel, whatever that is, and now he gets totally cleaned up. I mean, think about it. This is where we get Egyptian cotton. <laughs> this is where we get Egyptian cotton, and they are the best sheets. You ever get that high thread count on the oh, sheet? Oh, yeah. That's the ticket. Listen, nothing, for nothing below sheets. 800 touches this skin. Oh, <laughs> that, that high thread count, Egyptian <laughs> cotton. Why are we drawn to the Egyptian cotton? Because the house of Joseph was in the dungeon. Uh, we were in Egypt at one time. You so know, he gets this status You change. heard it here first, people. Let it be soaking oh, amongst listen, the... I, this right is so ways. relevant, Ryan. It really is. This is definitely, definitely relevant. You, um, so here we are. I bet that connected some dots for some people. But look at look at 41.16. And Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, It is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. You know, Ryan, it's kind of like what we're doing with our revelation here and our vision at Beit Tehillah here. We believe that this is of God. That's right. Through His Word and by His Spirit, we are living this out, Ryan. It's not about trying to persuade everyone to win everybody over, that we're right and they're wrong. It's a simple fact of God giving us this mandate, Ryan. And so we know that, that Joseph knows that God can interpret dreams. So who is he giving the glory ever, to? Have you ever noticed that people that are insecure, they have to defend themselves all the time, but people that are secure in the, who they are and what they are and what they're doing? It's the same thing with Christians and Jews. As we come together... <clears throat> right. The Jews got to be secure in their faith. We got to be secure in our faith. And so, once again, the bottom line is that we're going to have this this famine from this dream. Uh, it's a it's a dream of a famine that's coming. But there's going to be seven years of plenty, and there's going to be seven years of famine. So, actually, when Pharaoh told the dream, Joseph was able to give the interpretation. Um, and so, of course, uh, if, if we get into it, we can look at. Um, Let's look at Genesis chapter 41, and let's read, let's look, let, let's read, let's go ahead and read verses 37 uh, to 41. Let's read that, Genesis chapter 41, <clears throat> verses 37 to 41. Here we go. Now, J Joseph is going to be promoted. All right, here we go. It says, And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Joseph said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this is, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God hath showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. Wow. I mean, check it out. From the pit to the palace, baby. From the pit to the palace. Yeah, man. His whole life has changed. Think about it. Let, let's continue to read because um, you you got to read, actually. Let's, let's go ahead and read verses uh, 42 um, through 46. Uh, Genesis chapter 41, verses 42 through 46. Let's continue the storyline here, because things are happening now for Joseph. Is this where Joseph writes the song, started from the bottom, now we're here? I don't know. You don't know? Okay. Thank well. you for sharing that You're song welcome. That I'm not aware of. <laughs> well, you know. 
Uh, all right, so verse 42, and it says, And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen and put a gold chain about his neck. Stop! He gets a coat! And he made him to ride in the second chariot which he had, and they cried before him, Bow the knee, and he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. Wow, does that dream sound familiar? Man. That the family would bow down to him? That's too cool, man. That's awesome. I mean, I think there's something to this whole coat thing, you know? Goats and coats. He gets stripped, and then he gets it back. And he gets stripped, and he gets it back. And the prodigal son, when he comes back, he he gets a robe. That's right. That's oh, right, and a ring. Robe. I'm shooting for the robe and the ring, baby. And a ring That's on his right. finger. And a fatty calf and music and dancing. Mm-hmm. Man, are you saying if there's you don't parallels come to, the party, to this story? If you don't come to the party, Ryan, you're suspect. Are you, are you implying that Jesus knew this story and was oh, referencing listen, it in the prodigal son? I believe so. We are coming back. That's a bold And notice that the prodigal son had an older brother. Ooh, he wasn't real happy about the younger brother coming back. You know, there's a lot of older brothers that aren't real happy about us coming back. You know what I'm saying? We just crashed the party. Yeah, you know. But we have to come back. I think I see. I think I see where you're going with this. You it's know, I think I'm starting to pick it up. It's all throughout the Bible. Listen, we were in the house at one time. That's what we got to remember. We got to think of ourselves. That we were at Mount Sinai. Remember what Moses says: "Those that are here." And those that are not here. But we were in the house at one time, and now we are returning. And, and the story of the prodigal son would be really easy to explain if there wasn't an older brother. But there is an older brother, and his name is Judah. We're going to get into that next week. Uh, yeah, listen, let's not get let's too far to ahead of ourselves. So where are you at yeah. on the reading? Uh, I got to verse 44. Do you want me to go any further? Did you say to 46? You did yeah, say go to ahead and go to 46. All right, it's a, so this is verse 45. It says, And Pharaoh called Joseph's name zaphnath paneah and he gave him to wife Asenath, the daughter of Potiphera, priest of On. And Joseph went out over all the land of Egypt. And Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh, and he went throughout all the land of Egypt. So if, this would have been 13 years from the time that he was thrown in the pit to the time that he was elevated to second in command of all of you Egypt. You know, to me, Ryan, the story just reeks of favor. For Joseph. Now, here's the thing, Ryan. Even, we, even the as, part where he spent like 10 years in a dungeon? Well, no. He, he had favor. Yeah. He had favor in the dungeon. He had favor in Potiphar's house. That's right. So why? Because he, was, he, he had within him the promise. Amen. But the beauty of this story that you all need to understand is that there's also a flip side. You know, we all had this image. We all had this identity. And then, of course, what happens is we got our Hebrew roots. And now... Everything's turned upside down. You know, it's interesting that uh, Pharaoh called Joseph's name Zephnath Pananiah, uh, and he gave him to wife Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On. So he's marrying an Egyptian priest's daughter. Boy, if that don't muddy up the waters, I don't know what will. But his particular name, uh, Zephnath Pa'ania, you know, the enemy wants to give us a new name. That's right. But the cool thing about this this particular name is... His name that's given to him means revealer of secrets. Ooh. Revealer of secrets. That's you know? Joseph, the revealer of secrets. Yes, he's the dream catcher. He's he's dreaming. He's he's catching these dreams dream. and sharing them. That's it. It's he's dreaming. So he marries an Egyptian priest's daughter. Think about it. And of course, uh, in Genesis 41, 46, uh, he was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh. Uh, isn't that interesting? So as we look back, uh, just a couple references here to the age of 30. 
Uh, priests had to be 30 years old to begin serving. Numbers chapter 4, verses 3 and verse 35. Why is this so interesting? This is the law of first mention, Ryan. We, we don't want to diverge off of the storyline, but we can share a few facts. Uh, Yeshua was 30 when he began his ministry. Hmm. Luke 3.23. So uh, as you look at the storyline of the priesthood and how old you had to be, uh, the age was dropped down from 30 to 25 and then 20. And I believe the reason why the age was dropped down, my particular reasoning, is that there was a real need for priests. Why wait until they're 30? You know, we have this thing at our church where uh, at the age of 12, you know, you can do certain things. Um I've actually had to to drop the age a little bit and grandfather some people in because they're mature enough before 12 to fulfill a need. Mm. Pretty good, huh? Yeah. Same principle. Why are we going to wait for people to be 18 to serve? Yeah. When you can serve at 10, 11, 12, if you're mature enough or whatever, can, yeah. can take can take you know orders or whatever. So the storyline goes that um, uh, let's look at the... Uh, I'll go ahead and read these just a few verses here. I want to read Genesis chapter 41, because uh, he's gathering in for the time of plenty, because the famine's coming, but I want to get into verses, uh, I guess, 50 through 52 uh, in Genesis 41. Here we go. And uh, verse 50, and unto Joseph were born two sons before the years of famine came, which Asenoth, the daughter of Potiphar, priest of On, bare unto him. And Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, for God said, He hath made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. And the name of the second called he Ephraim, for God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. Wow, there we go. So when were these two children born? During the time of plenty. Just like right now, Ryan, time of prosperity and surplus or whatever. Ephraim is born and coming to the forefront. People are coming out of the nations that are not Jewish. They're Ephraim. It's right there. We're going to get into all that later on in these Torah portions. But but he has Manasseh causing me to forget. You know, there's an interesting video on Aleph Beta in regards to this. Uh, why didn't Joseph write home? You know, he had lost everything, but he was thinking to himself through vain imaginations, I'm sure, and not being led of the Lord to try to go back to find his father and, and brothers. They left him for dead, and he figured, you know what? If they loved me, they would come for me. My father would come for me if he loved me. But he doesn't know that his father was told a lie, that he was killed by a wild beast. And so the two sons, once again, Ephraim and Manasseh, Manasseh being the firstborn, um, Ephraim being the secondborn, uh, they were born during a time of plenty. And now we get into, of course, uh, a famine comes into the land. Um, in Genesis 41, 57, if, if, if Ryan could read that one, Genesis 41, 57. And here it says, And all countries came into Egypt to Joseph for to buy corn, because that the famine was so sore in all lands. Wow. Not just so the land. Think about this storyline now. So we've already had seven years of plenty. Now the famine has hit. A famine hits the land, and now they're required to move. You know, Abraham had to go into Egypt because there was a what? A famine. You know, Ryan, it's funny how people don't want circumstances in their life. They think, oh, well, God, give me such revelation. Why do I have to go through stuff? Well, Abraham was given some great revelations that he would be a father of a multitude and given the land, all these cool things. And then a famine hits the land, and he's got to go down to Egypt. Now, Isaac didn't have to go down to Egypt because he was the picture of the promise. But Jacob had to go down to Egypt. Guess what? 
Yeshua had to go down into Egypt. Yes, he did. And so with this story, we know that you go down to Egypt, but you go up to Jerusalem. So now there's a famine, which creates a circumstance. Oh, and by the way, for those of you that are listening to this podcast, uh, in all my years of studying the Torah and just being a spiritual leader and seeing things, even experiencing it myself, I want to assure you of something. Don't be so quick to judge your circumstances. Because many are the afflictions of the righteous, but he delivers them out of them all. So what I want to submit to you is that your circumstance could be God leading you into a new light and a new path. So don't be so quick to say, you know, why this? Why that? Now, why am I sharing that story with all of you? Because I can relate to it. Why would God allow our house to be damaged so we have to move out of it? For I do believe it's been 90 days. What is the purpose of that, Ryan? What, what's the purpose? So you know what? You can't figure it all out. God is sovereign. So what's going to happen now? Ten of Joseph's brothers are going to come to buy corn. Okay? They're going to come. And um, I guess we should probably get into chapter 42 uh, if we can. And let's look at the... Uh, let's, look, let's look at verse... Let's read verses... Uh, Let's read verses 7, 7 through 9. Uh, Genesis 42, verses 7 through 9. Here come the brothers. Here's Joseph. Now the story's going to kick up a notch. Oh, yeah. Here we go. It says, And Joseph saw his brethren, and he knew them, but made himself strange unto them, and spake roughly unto them. And he said unto them, Whence come ye? And they said, From the land of Canaan, to buy food. And Joseph knew his brethren, but they knew him not knew not him. And Joseph remembered the dreams which he dreamed of them, and said unto them, Ye are spies to see the nakedness of the land, ye are come. And they said unto him, Nay, my lord, but to buy food are thy servants come. There we go. So he's going he's gonna to put them to the test now. They don't recognize him. His, his appearance has changed. He's actually speaking through an interpreter. Huh. So he understands what they're saying among, among themselves. you got to understand the storyline here. So when the brothers are talking among themselves, they're thinking that, oh, this guy, he doesn't speak our language. Yeah. But Joseph knows their language. He, he knows it. And so he speaks to an interpreter, and he looks different. Now, he recognizes his brothers, but his brothers don't recognize him. Boy, that's right here. It says right here in verse 8 of chapter 42. And Joseph knew his brethren, but they knew not him. See, Ryan, that's why we are so uh, related or acclimated to... Uh, the Jewish people, to some degree. They're part of the family. It's the Mishpachah. Now, we know they're our brothers. Right. But they don't know that we're their brothers yet. They don't know that. So it's funny how it's evolving, because what's happening, Ryan, is they're putting their arms around us, they're extending a hand, and they're, of course, calling us righteous Gentiles, which is okay. Uh, the prophets uh, have foretold, Ryan, this is a good thing, that people out of the nations uh, that are not Jewish are going to come to the aid of the Jewish people. It actually says, and I don't, I'm not going to get into it, it actually says that we would carry their young. We would carry their children. Hmm. Boy, that's a, that's a big difference than what the nations are doing to them now. So once again, 10 brothers, 10 means a minion. We get this from, of course, Abraham. Uh, there needs to be 10 uh, men for uh, Jewish public prayer. A minion is 10. Uh, and so we know that uh, Abraham said, if you find 10 righteous men, would you spare the city? And this is where God's mercy comes in, Ryan. There weren't 10 righteous men, but he said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll get Lot and his wife and children out of there. So that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So judgment came. 
but he spared he he did spare a, a handful of righteous. Um, just kind of going back to this particular storyline in chapter forty-two, um, Benjamin was left with the father. That's Joseph's younger brother. Uh, I do believe that's Genesis forty-two four. But Benjamin, Joseph's brother, Jacob sent not with his brethren, for he said, "Lest peradventure mischief befall him." Right. So now he didn't want to lose. He didn't want. To, he didn't want to lose Benjamin, like he did Joseph. Right. Because I'm, Benjamin Joseph, Benjamin and Joseph are from the same mother. That's right. That's right. Um, once again, he accuses them of being spies. He's going to start testing them. And uh, in Genesis uh, chapter forty-two, verse fifteen, go ahead and read that one. Uh, the storyline is playing out as we read some of these verses to tell you the story. Mm. All right. So it says uh, this is forty-two fifteen, correct? Yeah, 4215. Now, now he's going to make some conditions for these brothers to prove that they're not spies and that the storyline is playing out about his brothers and oh. everything because they, they admitted to having a younger brother. Yeah. That was their mistake. Yeah, that was their mistake. Uh, Hereby ye shall be proved. By the life of Pharaoh ye shall not go forth hence except your youngest brother come hither. And, and they've already told the storyline, so they were honest. Yeah. We have a younger brother, and they said one is not. See, Joseph knows that's him. Yeah. So they are telling the truth. Right. Except he's like, well, what about this younger brother? Because I don't know right. if that's true. So, so, so what he's going to do is he's going to uh, have them bring back their younger brother. Um, and so and look at verse 17. Let's read verse 17. All right. Verse 17. And he put them all together into ward three days. He threw them in jail. Hey, why don't you think about that? He gave them the ultimatum, <laughs> and he put them... And isolated them for three days. Yeah, to really meditate and to brood over <laughs> the situation they were in now, right? Because now they're in a difficult situation uh, for three days. Three means divine of the Lord. And so, um, once again, if the brothers did not return back to Joseph with their little brother, what was going to happen to them? Verses eighteen and twenty: They would die. They don't bring back their younger brother; they're going to die. They're going to die from the famine anyway. Um, and I love this as we look at Genesis forty two twenty one. And they said one to another, "We are very guilty concerning our brother, in that we saw the anguish of his soul when he besought us, and we would not hear. Therefore, is this distress come upon us? You reap what you sow." That's right. Now, in regards to that particular example in Galatians, it's actually, you know, if you you reap what you sow, meaning if you're all into the flesh, that's what you're going to get. But if you you know dive into the spirit, walk in the spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. But once again, their, their conscience is is kicking in. I'm gonna have I want Ryan to read First uh, Timothy chapter four verses one and two uh, in regards to a conscience. Is that in the New uh, Testament? Conscience. Yes, First Timothy chapter four verses one and two. All right, here uh, we go. Now listen, when they did this to their brother Joseph, remember they did not have empathy. They were not affectionate or had no empathy. Towards him whatsoever. So let's let's read First Timothy chapter four verses one and two in regards to a conscience. It says, "Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron." See, actually giving no care or value to a human soul or a person, and their conscience seared like a hot iron. You know, have you ever had that little thing that just, you know, you get this little, you know, knower in your knower that, hey, I shouldn't have said that. Or, hey, I need to go make that right. I need to go make, I need to go correct that. 
and uh, and so um, interesting interesting things are playing out even in this story, Ryan. And, and even now, you know, we wonder why some people do what they do. And I don't have time to get into all of this, but you know, Satan has spawn; he has seed. And who do you think the Antichrist is? But the son of perdition. And someone's gonna have to give birth to that thing. Yee. Now we know that the Antichrist is gonna be thrown in the lake of fire. Then after a thousand years. Satan will be thrown in the lake of fire after yeah. he's loose for a season to deceive the nations. God tells us way in advance what he's going to do. I know, that's so, the part. And, that... and the false prophet goes into the lake of fire. Why am I bringing this up? Because why are people doing what they're doing? You could say bad behavior. You could say, well, you know, they're full of sin or the influence of the enemy or the devil. Sure, but I'm going to tell you something. Satan has seed. He has children. Roaming this earth, folks. And if we're not prayed up at the right place at the right time, we could fall prey to Satan's children. To murder. He's a murderer. Uh, even from the beginning, he's a murderer. He's a liar. He's a thief. Uh, and so something's going to play out here that's going to touch, um, you know, when we talk about the conscience or somebody's heart. Um, let's look at this. Um, and so Reuben's going to respond to this now. We should have done this to, to Joseph, the, the brothers. We should have done it. And, of course, Joseph's there hearing all this in their language, right? So let's go ahead, and I'm going to have Ryan. He's going to read uh, Genesis chapter, let's say, look, chapter 42, um, verses 22 to 24. All right, it says, And Reuben answered them, saying, Spake I not unto you, saying, Do not sin against the child? And ye would not hear? Therefore, behold, also his blood is required. And they knew not that Joseph understood them, for he spake unto them by an interpreter. And wow. he turned himself about from them and wept, and returned to them again, and communed with them, and took from them Simeon and bound him before their eyes. Wow, isn't that interesting? So, so he, he sees Reuben... Uh, stepping up to the plate here and realized that Reuben was a part of trying to save him. And it touched his heart like, man, one of my brothers cared about me. I thought they all had it in for me. I thought they all hated me. Wow, yeah. Reuben tried to save me. Yeah. So he's now he's thinking, mulling it over, you know, Dr. Phil, you know? <laughs> he's like, man, something grabbed his heart like, man, somebody cared. Isn't that the coolest thing? Somebody cared, you know? So he leaves the room and he weeps, you know? He didn't laugh. He wasn't angry. He left the room and he wept. Um, and, and of course, you know, he's going to uh, set them up. He is going to set them up. Uh, it's funny because they had money for food, right? So what did he do? He's going to give them sacks of food, but he puts their money in the sacks that held the food. Mm. He's setting them up. Yep. So the money that they were given to Egypt to buy food... He took that same money and put it in the sacks of food. Um, and of course, in, in Genesis 42, 38, let's read that. All right, 42, 38, it says, And he said, My son shall not go down with you, for his brother is dead, and he is left alone. If mischief befall him by the way in which ye go, then shall ye bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to the grave. So once again, you know, they go back home to their father. This is the storyline. Yeah. And they said, hey, this guy is second in command of Pharaoh. He said, we have to bring Benjamin back or he's going to kill us. Yeah. And Jacob's not giving into that. He's like, oh, no, Remember no, Remember last no. time oh, I entrusted no, no, my no. youngest son to you guys? Oh, no, no, no. You know, and so here we have chapter 41, 42. Now we're into 43. Uh, we get into the brothers' second trip to Egypt. Um, and, of course, this famine is kicking. It's kicking really, really big. And... Um, 
Genesis 43.3, if Ryan could read that. Uh, this is Judah's response uh, to the situation to his father and to his brothers. And Judah spake unto him, saying, The man did solemnly protest unto us, saying, Ye shall not see my face, except your brother be with you. So he's like, hey, you know, if we go back to Egypt, we have to take Benjamin. And we're going to need food anyway, so we have, we have to take him. And um, Well, he basically says that if, if you send him with us, we'll go. If you don't send him with us, we're not going to go, and we're just going to die from famine. Well, if we, if we even go back, Reuben offers, what, his, his two sons. You could slay my two sons. Yeah. If I don't bring Benjamin back. That's right. Reuben in, in Genesis 42, 37. So everyone's kind of playing a part here. Well, the overall point is Benjamin's going to die from starvation or he's going to die, you know, with us. Uh, but if he goes with us, maybe he'll live and we'll live. So well, the, sounds like a better option. It, it, it's interesting, you know, because uh, he, Jacob's mad at them because they mentioned they had another brother. Oh, right, of course. Why'd you have to do that? <laughs> you know, because he, you know, he loved Rachel, so he had Joseph, and then he had Benjamin. And so uh, he's upset with them for mentioning they had another brother, you know. And, of course, they had nothing to lose, so they, they told Joseph the truth. Um, and so Judah's going to take responsibility to bring back Benjamin safely. I love that. You know, when you go back and look at the inheritance of the 10 to 2 ratio, the 10 lost tribes, uh, the other two that play out are Judah and Benjamin. Are kind of like together. If you look at the inheritance in the land, yeah. geographically speaking, Judah's right next to Benjamin, Benjamin and Judah. And so uh, he says, all right, you know, here, here he goes. He, he has his sons bring back the best fruits, the balm, the honey, the spices, myrrh, nuts, almonds, and, and he doubles the money uh, for his sons to take back to Egypt for their second trip. Um, and so in, in 4316 of Genesis, uh, Joseph is happy that, hey, my brothers are back, and there's Benjamin, there's my little brother, you know, think, imagine that. I mean, how long has it been since he's seen, you know, he's seen his family? I mean, if he was 17 when he was thrown into the pit, he was 30 when he was brought to Pharaoh. So now we have, he's more than 37, because he had seven years of plenty. Right. The famine kicks in. So he's probably about 39 here. So they, he hasn't seen his brother in over 20 years. Right. Isn't that interesting? The number 20. Huh. It's the same thing as Jacob and Esau. Just struck me. Whoa. 20 years. 20's a very interesting time yeah. frame. So he prepares a dinner for them, right? And of course, they're brought into Joseph's house. Uh, Joseph's brothers, man, they're afraid. They're like, oh man, we're in his house. He's lining us up. What's going on here, you know? Uh, but in Genesis 43, 23, Joseph's going to put them to rest. If you could read that, Ryan, verse 23. Uh, 43 Genesis. Yep, it says, And he said, Peace be to you, fear not, your God and the God of your father hath given you treasure in your sacks. I had your money, and he brought Simeon out unto them. Now, you remember the story with Simeon and Levi. They killed all the males of the city. Right. That guy was probably a tough cookie. No doubt. Simeon was probably a tough brother, you know, and so he decided to lock him up, keep him as collateral. You guys go, I'm going to have Simeon locked up. So think about it. So now he releases Simeon to them, which is, a, which is a kind gesture. And of course, we know that this actually this story is playing out. And of course, they present what? They present Joseph with their presence, uh, all the things that Jacob wanted them to bring. Um, and of course, uh, let's look at, uh, let's go ahead and look at Genesis chapter 43, verses 27 
uh, through 30. Let's have Ryan read that. That's going to be an awesome part of the story here. Once it's building, this is a, a, an awesome chick flick as well. This thing is just developing into an incredible plot line. Oh, that's that's definitely for sure. And I'll tell you what, this has got my, uh, I think one of my favorite verses is uh, built into this. And you said this was what, verse? 43, start verses 27 through 30. All right. And he asked them of their welfare and said, Is your father well, the old man of whom ye spake? Is he yet alive? And they answered, Thy servant your father is in good health. He is yet alive. And they bowed down their heads and made obeisance. Obeisance. And he lifted up his eyes and saw his brother Benjamin, his mother's son, and said, Is, your young, is this your younger brother of whom ye spake unto me? And he said, God be gracious unto thee, my son. And Joseph made haste. For this, for his bowels did yearn upon his his brother, and he sought where to weep, and he entered into his chamber and wept there. Wow, that's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Wow. So he hears about his father, man, and he just weeps. He leaves the room. He's got to weep. He's 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 taking it all in. His heart is softening. You know, that's what a sabra is. One that's born in Israel. They say they're tough on the outside, soft on the inside. Uh, so he enters his chamber and he weeps, you know, and uh, he's like, wow, you know, check this out. Um, and so once again, you know, by the way, it was, an abomina- it was an abomination for the Egyptians to eat with the Hebrews. Why? Because they're shepherds, you know, sheep herders and all that. Um, it was an abomination. And so Joseph takes his, his siblings and he lines them up according to the birthright from oldest to youngest. Uh, in Genesis forty three thirty three, and uh, and they sat before him, the firstborn according to his birthright, and the youngest according to his youth, and the men marveled one at another, um, and and he took and sent messes unto them from before him, uh, but Benjamin's mess was five times so much as any of theirs, and they drank and were merry with him. So he's he's having fellowship with them, he's drinking with them, he's having fun with them, and of course he gives what Benjamin five times more. Than the rest of them. It's interesting, right? How he's probably testing them for yeah. jealousy. You know, how come? How come you get three pieces of chicken? Oh, he's your favorite. How come you? No, you get five pieces of chicken. I only get one. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Uh, five times is a lot. Um, so the story's playing out. You know, it really is. And so, let's see what happens here next uh, as we look over the plot line here. Um, so once again, uh, he's going to do the same thing. He's going to ask the steward to fill the men's sacks with food and put their money into it as well. But he's got a silver cup. And he's going to take the silver cup. And who do you think he's going to put the silver cup? So it's not a red solo cup. This is a silver cup. Silver cup. Mm. And he says to the steward, put this silver cup in the youngest, in his sack yeah. of food. The youngest. Which is who? Benjamin. Okay, so Joseph sets his brothers up by giving them a head start uh, before sending his steward to confront them about his silver cup, and um, and of course you know uh, in Genesis forty four nine uh, maybe I can get uh, Ryan to read. Let's see here what verses. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and read verses. Uh, let's go ahead and read verses nine. To thirteen, Ooh. Genesis forty-four verses nine through thirteen. So now he set him up a second time, over overtook him, brought him back. Let's read it. 
All right, let's see. It says, With whomsoever of thy servants it be found, both let him die, and we also will be my Lord's bondmen. So this is their answer to the men. Right. And he said, <coughs> Now also let it be according unto your words, He with whom it is found shall be my servant, and ye shall be blameless. Then they speedily took down every man his sack to the ground, and opened every man his sack. And he searched and began at the eldest and left at the youngest, and the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. Then they rent their clothes and laded every man his donkey and returned to the city. You want me to keep going? I yeah, mean, let's go ahead. It's getting good, let's, man. Let's finish it it's up. It's getting good. All right. All right. We're going to go to 17. Yeah, let's go to 17. It says, let's, let's finish it. And Judah and his brethren came to Joseph's house, for he was yet there, and they fell before him on the ground. And Joseph said unto them, What deed is this that ye have done? Will ye not that such a man as I can certainly divine? And Judah, and Judah said, What shall we say unto my Lord? What shall we speak? Or how shall we clear ourselves? God hath found out the iniquity of thy servants. Behold, we are my Lord's servants, both we and he also with whom the cup is found. And he said, God forbid that I should do so. But the man in whose hand the cup is found, he shall be my servant. And as for you, get you up in peace unto your father." Bum, bum, bum. You know, he's actually contemplating the whole, you reap what you sow. Stop. So wait. So D- daddy's all mad. Me. Don't take Benjamin. And then now the leader's like, Different oh, I'm going to keep him. Yeah, because Benjamin's mother is Rachel. Right. And uh, Judah's mother's Leah. Oh, man. Poor It's poor kind of Jacob. interesting. If you, if you just go back to the sibling rivalry, you want to add some more dimension to it. It's the children of Bilhah and Zilpah. I don't have their names in front of me. It's the children of Bilhah and Zilpah that... Actually, Joseph gave an evil report to him. Right, there's four of them. So he was even kind of, you know, not even really picking on, you know, Leah the mother or Rachel the mother, but he went after Bill Hanzilpa's kids. Yeah. And told Jacob, hey, oh, the, the handmaidens, <laughs> you know, the, these... these Troublemakers. Yeah, these brothers of yours or mine, they're here, this is what they're doing. So, you know, so there's an ultimatum here. And... Uh, and we'll have to wait till next week to find and out what I happens get, next. Yeah, we're going to have to find <laughs> out what happens here. But, but I love what Judah says, and he says, What shall we say unto my Lord? What shall we speak? Or how shall we clear ourselves? God hath found out the iniquity of thy servants. That's right. That we're all guilty. He's, he's lumping them all together now. Now was Judah the one Except to sell Except for the one that's going to get in trouble. Well, we're not going to get into that right now. But I'm just saying that here comes Judah. Judah's coming on the scene, folks. We're going to talk about that. And next week's Judah approaches Joseph, are we not? Yeah, and actually, one of my favorite verses is in the next Torah portion, I should have. And we're going to save that. So once again, there is the house of Yosef. I want you all to figure that out. Uh, Even in the book of Revelation, the house of Joseph is sealed. Uh, It's a very interesting uh, perspective, the book of Revelation, and who's sealed and who's not. Uh, Tribe of Dan is not sealed. But once again, you'll see a reference to the house of Joseph in Revelation. Uh, Also, you'll see some prophecies as well in regards to the house of Joseph in Obadiah. Uh, receiving Esau's inheritance. Um, so the house of Joseph is alive and well, everyone. And uh, and Joseph's name means in addition to. That's right. You know, and for me, uh, 23 years of knowing that I'm grafted in to the olive tree of the commonwealth of Israel, that Yeshua, Jesus, our Messiah, is the root of that olive tree. Why is Joseph so important? Because it was the earthly name given, or the earthly uh 
father's name, Joseph, to, to Jesus. He was the earthly father of Jesus, Joseph. Uh, and then, of course, Joseph of Arimathea gave up his tomb. It's no one ever laid into it. Uh, this is not a coincidence, Ryan. Listen, in addition to, to add to, so all of us that are coming out of the nations, we are to add to the Jewish people. We are not to take away. We are not to minimalize or, or have this whatever replacement you know, theology. Uh, we are in addition to, and that's the beauty of the storyline that God is playing out right now all over the earth. People that are not Jewish are coming out of the nations, loving the Jewish people, praying for the peace of Jerusalem, going to the land of Israel, and uh, and just sticking up for the Jewish people, and coming against replacement theology and, of course, anti-Semitism. So what an awesome story. What an incredible story. Uh, matter of fact, the story is so incredible that for our movie Under the Stars, we're going to be showing the Joseph DreamWorks movie, uh, and we're going to see the stars, hopefully. That's right. That's right. Actually, for those of you who are in the area, um, December 8th, this Shabbat, where we're having Hanukkah in, with Hanok, we are also having our own egg. So if you haven't gotten tickets, make sure you get tickets, call the office and get your name on the list so that Miss D has plenty of time to uh, figure out how many people we're going to have for own egg. And then also we're having a, uh, a slide, I believe. Yes. We're having like a, a blow up slide for the kids. Yeah. And if that wasn't enough... If that wasn't enough, we're going to also have Movie Under the Stars that evening. So That's bring so your uh, your chairs and your blankets and your jackets and everything because we're going to have a Movie Under the Stars uh, outside on the lawn out here. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And so thank you guys so much for listening. Man, this, this this I mean, I love this story. I don't know if you love this story. Oh, the story of Joseph is my favorite story of all time. I mean, this... It's, it's off the charts. <laughs> it's being played out right now. It, it really is. And and there's just so many pieces to this puzzle that like once you start reading it and you, you're putting yourself and you have a context for it, you're putting yourself into the scriptures, uh, I think that it's just an absolute joy to go back and read this. I mean, I'll tell you what, I, I say this all the time to, you know, in, in personal conversations, but I, I'll, I'll say it here. Any day that I get to talk about the story of Joseph, the two houses, with somebody that's excited about finding out their identity in Christ, that's a good day. I mean, that just makes a good day. I mean, anything else can be going down that day, and if I can plug those things into a day, it's been a success. And so uh, maybe you guys can share in that with us as well. Um, we love you guys. We thank you guys for listening. We hope to see you guys uh, for the services coming uh, this weekend. Uh, remember, we also have a new moon service this weekend as well at 6 p.m., uh, and uh, if you guys want to reach out to me, you can get me at ryan at twopraise.net, ryan at twopraise.net, or you can call the office and leave a message at 813-654-2222. Uh, you can also uh, live stream our services on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, and also on our website at twopraise.net. So thank you guys so much for listening and sharing this with us. We love this story. We love you guys. Have a great week.